Thank you, Lord. If, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Matthew chapter 3. I want to welcome all the visitors today. This is uh, Church Unusual. You never know what you're going to get when you come here, right? Uh, like Rodney Howard Brown was saying at the, uh, at the conference, he said, Churches are like restaurants. If you don't like what's on the menu, there's other restaurants. Go there. Come on, somebody. If you don't like the menu, go somewhere else, right? This is what we're serving here at Living Waters. Glory to God. And I like it. Right? I like it. What a good menu. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Matthew chapter 3. Let's start at verse 1 here. If I can get through this. All right, here we go. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locust and wild honey. Don't know if I like that menu too much. <laughs> Verse 5. <laughs> then, Jerusalem, uh, then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan and confessing their sins. <clears throat> but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say, I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptized you with water unto repent, repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Can you believe a Baptist said that? Can you believe? Man, never mind, we'll get back. Verse 12. His winnowing fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into, into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John the Baptist said this. He said that Jesus was going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. I, I find it interesting the prophetic words that came through today are talking about fire. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit fire. All right. What is the purpose of Holy Spirit fire? Do we have any part to play in the effectiveness of that fire? The title of my message is this. It's the best I could come up with. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. Uh, another one might be this. Stay in the fire. Stay in the fire. The Holy Spirit baptism. Listen to this. 
So he said the Holy Spirit baptism, uh, that Jesus would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. He said both. The Holy, ba- Holy Spirit baptism must be received by us as Christians after getting born again. So you don't get the whole kit and caboodle right away. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a second experience after getting born again. How many of you knew that? All right. It is. Uh, and so does the whole, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Okay. It's interesting though, that the word of God separates the two, the Holy Spirit baptism and fire. They are separate, but they work together. Say they work together. Some Christians think that once you receive the Holy Spirit baptism, that somehow you automatically receive this out of control, uncontrolled, raging Holy Spirit fire as well. That's not true. What you receive when you get the Holy Spirit baptism, what you receive is this, a pilot flame on the inside of you. Now it's up to you to increase it. Come on, somebody. It is possible to receive the Holy Spirit baptism and not allow the fire to burn on the inside of you and fulfill its purpose. I'm going to talk to you about the fire here, and this is something that maybe you've never heard about before. You know, many people think, oh, the fire, oh, we're just going to be running around like we're on fire. No, no, no. The fire of the Holy Ghost has a specific purpose to it, all right? So go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Are you having fun yet? Good, good, good. See, just because we did all that stuff in the beginning, Pastor didn't cut anything short today, did he, huh? No shortcuts here, right? We're going to press in regardless, amen? That was good, though, wasn't it? That was some good history of the church. It's good to know where you've been and where we're going, amen? First Thessalonians 5, 19, it says simply this, Do not quench the Spirit. Now, that is not a suggestion. That is an absolute command from heaven. All right? So we know if, if the, the Word of God is telling us, don't quench the Spirit, guess what the temptation is going to be? To quench the Spirit. We always know there's always going to be a temptation in the flesh and from the enemy to quench the Spirit. That's why the Lord warns us in the Word, don't do it. Don't quench the Holy Ghost. Amen? Don't back away from the fire. Don't back away from the fire of the Holy Ghost. To receive the fire of the Holy Spirit, if you want... Now, you can have a taste of it, how we laid hands on people and all that. You're going to get a taste of the fire. But if you want to experience the full Holy Ghost fire in your life as a Christian, you must receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Because it was grouped together. John, the Baptist, the Baptist, the Baptist told us. Come on, somebody. Come on, you can laugh. We love our Baptist brothers and sisters. John the Baptist grouped them together. He's going to baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Amen? So they go together. So you need to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. There is no true Holy Spirit fire without the Holy Spirit baptism being present first. I find this interesting. Not only does the fire come with the Holy Spirit baptism, listen to this, but the Holy Spirit then is upon you to breathe on that flame. Think about that. He is there to breathe on that. What do you do? When you light a little fire, right, you kind of breathe on it to get the thing moving, right? 
Now listen to this. The word spirit in the New Testament, the word translated spirit is pneuma. Do you know what the word pneuma means? It means breath. It means air in motion. It means wind. So not only are you getting the fire, you're getting that pilot flame, but he is on the inside of you trying to stir you up and blowing on that flame. Like what I talked about last week, spiritual pursuit and desire. Not only, that's just not for you, that's the Holy Spirit in you saying, come on, there's more, press in. Are you hearing me? On the day of Pentecost, there came, I love this, there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The 120 were in the upper room ready to receive everything that God had for them. They were spiritually hungry. Who's spiritually hungry in this place? Oh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. That's a promise of God. Amen? They were, by the way, you know, Jesus told 500 to go to the upper room and 120 showed up. 120 were hungry enough to say, yeah, I'm going to go there. I want more. 380 didn't. And you know what? The, <laughs> the percentage is probably about the same in the body of Christ today. Think about that. Quite often, listen to this. This is interesting. Let's go a little deeper. Quite often when the Holy Spirit is moving in a place, in a location, and the angels of God are ministering in a certain place, you will quite often sense a wind or a breeze flow through that place. How many have you ever felt a breeze when the Holy Ghost was moving? You felt something. That, that well, the pneuma was ministering. Come on, somebody. The Spirit of God. The, God's ministering spirits are in a place. And quite often you will sense like a breeze. I remember uh, one time I was sitting in the house and all of a sudden I was just watching TV and I was sitting on the couch and a breeze just came at me. And listen, with that breeze, a heavy manifest presence of God was on it. Oh, I'm telling you, that's deeper stuff. Amen? But listen to this. The word baptize means to be fully immersed in, to be covered in. Now, I know some Christians look and act like they've been baptized in pickle juice, but uh, it's supposed to be the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right. Someone once said, when you got born again, you received the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. But when when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost got you. Now, listen to where I'm going to go with this. Okay, this is interesting. In other words, to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, there must be in your life a complete submission to the will of God for your life. There must be complete submission. There must be an invitation to the Holy Spirit. And to the whole, there, there's no holding back. Are you following me? Go to Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. You can't talk about the fire of the Holy Ghost without talking about the Holy Ghost baptism. Amen? The Baptist told us. So here we go. We're just following him. Acts 1.8. You guys like that one, don't you? All right. Here we go. Listen to this. Acts 1.8. It says, Jesus said this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. What? Upon you. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. Baptism, not your born again experience. The second experience, the baptism. When you got born again, he comes in you. The second experience is where he comes upon you. 
All right? You're totally immersed in him. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uh, end of the earth. Jesus said that we would receive power from the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. Say witnesses. witnesses. Now, that power, many people think that's just talking about ministry. I mentioned this last week. It's not just talking about ministry. This is talking about your personal life too. How many of you need more power in your personal walk with the Lord? How many of you know when we're up here ministering, this is a very small percentage of our life. Come on, somebody. We need him in our personal life when no one's watching, right? Come on, somebody. So that power is not just for ministry, but also for your personal life. Your entire life is a witness for Jesus Christ. You know that, don't you? A witness, listen to this. Jesus said you'd receive power to be a witness. Listen to this. A witness means to testify of the truth that we have experienced and heard. That's what a witness is. Let me say it again. A witness means to testify to the truth of what we have experienced and heard. Not just what you hear, but you had an encounter with him. You are seeing the power of God in your life. You are a witness of God doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? When we receive the Holy Spirit baptism in fire, it takes us into an experience with him. It takes us, I like to say it this way, into the witness level. Now it's not just this. It's not like, oh, I I heard about healings before. Oh, I heard about arms and legs growing out. I heard about it. No, 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 no. Now this will take you in and give you the power to experience it. Have you found out yet a powerful witness is one is not who just says, hey, I heard about this, but I have experienced it. I was at a youth conference in Colorado State University. It was probably 10th grade, 11th grade. And this, it was, uh, you know, I went to a Christian Reformed church, so, they, you know, Holy Ghost who, right? I mean, so, so I was at this conference, I was at this conference, and my dorm leader, he was a pastor from Los Angeles, a foreign individual, and he was a charismatic, Holy Ghost-filled person. And one day we were sitting around in prayer in the dorm room, and he said, is there anybody in this place that has a leg shorter than the other? Well, there was this kid who was limping, and they put it up, and it was shorter. He said, come here, sit on this bed. So he, he set him on the bed, and you could see it, and he grabbed the legs and just held them on his hands, and he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to grow. I command you to go. I kid you not, all of a sudden, it went, went past and snapped back perfect. This little Christian reform boy said, this little Christian reform boy said, I've been lied to all my life. I thought God doesn't do that stuff anymore. I ended up going home and like, mom, dad, what is going on here? They'd seen a total change in me. And it was because I witnessed it. Thank God for leaders who are allowed to let the Holy Ghost move. Amen. That changed my life forever. I'm telling you right now. Your spiritual hunger should create a desire in you to experience the power of God in your life. That is why I call these weekly Sunday services revival experiences. 
And we're not talking about being a showboat. I call it that because I want you, all of us, to have an experience, an encounter with his presence. Amen? I don't just want to hear about something. I want to experience his power. I want to experience his presence in my life. I want a powerful encounter with him and not just one. Come on, somebody. No Holy Spirit baptism, no power to experience being a witness for him. The Holy Spirit baptism is so important. The best you have as a Christian, listen to this, the best you have as a Christian without receiving the Holy Spirit baptism is this, the authority in the name of Jesus. But you're missing the power. Come on, somebody. Oh, someone catch that now. You have the authority, right? Come on. That's why we see a lot of our our brothers and sisters in the Lord who don't believe in the Holy Spirit baptism, they're still casting out devils and stuff. Praise God. Listen to this. Because the authority is still greater than the devil's power. Come on, somebody. But listen, the authority plus the power. The authority without the power is incomplete. Say incomplete. When you add power to the authority in the name of Jesus, it is an explosive and destructive. It's explosive and destructive to the kingdom of darkness around you. One of the Greek words that's translated power in the New Testament is the word dunamis. You know what, know what we use, our English word for that? Dynamite. Dynamite. Say dynamite. dynamite. We need to throw some Holy Ghost sticks of dynamite at the devil's kingdom. Are you hearing me? See, that's why the devil's trying to keep you away from the baptism in the Holy Spirit. All right? It's for your personal life. So you can overcome sin. You can overcome the enemy. And because of that, you will become a powerful witness for Jesus Christ. You will experience it. And not only experience it, but you will release it to those around you. See, don't just keep it to yourself. You got to release what you got. You ever heard the phrase, use it or lose it? Come on. If you don't want to be used, God will find someone. Come on. And the reason for that is because the fire, listen, the fire comes along with the Holy Spirit baptism. All the Christians, listen to this, all the Christians that are carnal, all the carnal Christians, all the Christians that are struggling uh, in sin and stuck in dead religion, they, they either have not received the Holy Spirit baptism or they are ignoring the flame on the inside of them. Come on, somebody. And they're failing to increase it. You know what we call spiritually cold Christians, don't you? The frozen chosen. You know that, right? Say frozen chosen. Oh, yeah, they might be saved, but my goodness, they're cold. Come on, somebody. But when the Holy Spirit fire is not received, embraced, and increased, it will turn you into a carnal Christian. And, and, that's, and then you're always going to struggle with sin. You're always going to struggle with bondage in your life. Listen to this. Who wants to hear what the Holy Spirit spoke to me when I was writing this message? I always like these little side things because it's powerful. Here's what happened. I was in there typing this out. And the Holy Spirit spoke this to me as I was writing this message. He said the Holy Spirit baptism and fire was meant and expected to be received by every born-again Christian. If my people would receive everything I have made available to them, they would not struggle. 
Listen to what he said. He said they would fulfill 2 Peter 1.4 that says that they have been given exceeding great and precious promises to be partakers of the divine nature. Only the Holy Ghost can give that to you. Come on, somebody. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. The, the Holy Spirit con- continued to say this. The entry level to receiving that is to receive the Holy Spirit baptism and fire. The entry level to walk in that divine nature that we're called to is to receive the Holy Spirit baptism and the fire. He said, many of my people are trying to live life and minister without it. And that's why they stumble and can't overcome temptations and attacks of the enemy in their life. And then he said this, ready for this truth bomb? Every promise of power and overcoming is assuming that they have received everything that I have made available to them through Jesus, including the Holy Spirit baptism and fire. Did you catch that? Every promise, everything in here, and walking in the power. He said it's entry level. It's taken the assumption that you receive the Holy Spirit baptism and fire. You're not going to hear this preached at many churches. Are you, you following me? You need the Holy Ghost baptism. You need the Holy Ghost to have you. That's the secret to walking in power in this life. That's the secret of, of it's not shouldn't be a secret. It's been around for 2,000 years here in this book. It's a secret because not many people are talking about it. That's the overcoming life of a Christian. Because everything, again, let me say it again, is based upon the assumption that you receive everything that God has for you. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, there's no need to feel guilt or condemnation if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost. In fact, it's real easy to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. We'll do it at the end. Amen? I'm going to lead everyone through a prayer to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. All right? Right at the comfort of your own pew. Isn't that, isn't that lovely, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't it? Right at the comfort. Drive through Holy Ghost service, huh? Yeah, great. Your way right away. Amen? Come on up and order two shakes and a roll. Come on. Rodney Howard Brown says that. It's hilarious. Here we go. Some of you caught that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 through 15. Look at this. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. And I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one of you take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed, underline it, by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so much as through fire. Say fire. Fire. 
Here's what I want to talk about with Holy Ghost fire. This is the importance of it. When you embrace Holy Ghost fire in your life, it will do one of two things. It will either purify that which is good in your life, or it will burn the unnecessary and bad things out of your life. I want you to notice this, that the Holy Spirit is constantly monitoring our spiritual foundation on the inside of us. He said, if you, are, if you have anything other than Jesus Christ as your foundation, the fire is going to reveal that. Come on. If it is Christ, whatever's built on Jesus Christ, it's going to be purified. It's going to be strengthened. Amen? It's like, you know, gold. We look at gold. Gold doesn't look that way. or It goes through a fire. And then the, the impurities fall off. That's what Holy Ghost fire does on the inside of us. If we are building our life, like I said, on anything other than Jesus Christ, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit will reveal it, all right? So we must cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Uh, really, when I talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in you. But it's like fire. Say fire. fire. Because it's going to burn away the bad things, and it's going to purify and strengthen the right things. Amen? Amen. So here's the key of doing that. I find it extremely interesting that the Word of God talks about our God being a consuming fire. It says, think about that. It says our God is a consuming fire. So get this, as we draw closer to Him, as we draw closer to the consuming fire of God, He will reveal everything that's holding us back from receiving more. He will reveal all the worthless things that are holding us back in our walk with Him. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. It's got to be built on Jesus Christ. It's got to be built on the Word of God. Amen? That's why it's impossible for people who have dead religious mindsets as their foundation to think that they are pleasing God. Because they're not. Amen? That is why receiving the Holy Spirit baptism and cooperating with the, the process of the Holy Spirit fire is a humbling process. Say humbling. It's a humbling process. It's a submission to the plan and will of God for your life. Submission. Say submission. Submission, submission has two words. Sub and mission. Sub means to be put under. So submission means you're putting yourself under and putting the mission of God on top as the priority in your life. That is humility. Pride says, I'm going to do it my own way. I've always done it this way. I'm not changing. I was raised this way. Mom and dad and grandma, they raised me this way. I'm never going to change. That's pride. And it's pride when we're at Tampa Airport. And... (laughs) And we're in the terminal. We got to take a tram over to the terminal or to the gate. And I get on there. I'm just kind of irritated going through all the security stuff, you know. And He's hangry. I'm hangry. <laughs> yeah, well, security didn't help that. And she, so we get on this tram and there's bars on top. And she goes, well, don't you think you got to hold on to the bar on top? No, why would I have to do that? The thing starts going and I about fall over. And I grab it and I'm looking like Curious George swinging on the... Hey, that's pride. That's pride. I, it was the funniest thing. I was just swinging, man. I'm just swinging. Swinging. Oh, man. 
So yeah, so pride says, I'm going to do it my way. I've always done it this way. No, I don't have to hold the bars in the tram. (laughs) But those people are the ones that will, listen, constantly struggle in their life until they come to the end of themselves. Until they almost fall over in the tram. How long can I keep this going? So the people, they need to come to the end of themselves. And they need to connect with the plan and purpose of God. Amen? Again, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. Do not quench the Spirit. Amen? Keep the Holy Spirit fire burning on the inside of you. It's for your protection. It's for your benefit. Listen, don't pull yourself out of the Holy Ghost oven before you're done. Listen to this. It's a little funny. It's a little off base, but it still fits. Jesus, when you get to heaven, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He's looking for those saints that are well done, who have let the Holy Spirit work in them. You like that little twist? Hallelujah. See, here's the deal. Too many Christians don't want the fire because they love themselves too much. They love sin too much. They love the world too much. So when they, listen, a lot of times when when a person comes to a church service, they can't take too much praise and worship. They hear a message that challenges them. And guess what? The fire gets a little too hot and they back off. They came out of the oven. Stay in the oven. Don't come out of the, that oven. We need that oven. We need Holy Ghost fire. But those people, they're not ready to change. They're, in, they're enjoying the pig slop of the world. Amen. Come on. Stay in the fire. Stay in the Holy Ghost fire. Let it burn on the inside of you. Let it burn the junk away in you. Amen. So, you know, many Christians are just fine with, with coming to church and punching a time clock to appease their seared conscience. But I'm telling you right now, if that's your attitude... If that's your response to the Holy Ghost fire, listen, this is your wake-up call right now. This is your wake-up call. You need to wake up and allow the Holy Spirit to continue His work in you. Amen? Because I don't want to hear one day when I get up there, when I leave my body, I don't want to hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you. We need to humble ourselves. Say humble. humble. See, if you want real fire insurance... It's not just repeating a sinner's prayer, a dead sinner's prayer with your head. It's allowing the Holy Spirit fire to, uh, to burn the junk out of your life. Amen? The fire of the Holy Spirit is not an added benefit. It's required to cleanse us. So allow the Holy Spirit to burn every bridge that leads you away from Jesus. I posted that on Facebook this week and people loved it. Let me say it again. Allow the Holy Spirit to burn every bridge in your life that leads you away from Jesus. Burn it. Say burn it. Allow him to burn away those puppet strings that you have given to the enemy to control your life. Allow the Holy Ghost fire uh, to burn away every worthless and unprofitable thing in your life. Every vain ambition. Amen? Let him burn it. Go with me to Romans 12 as I'm finishing up here. Hallelujah. Romans 12. Draw close to God. He is your consuming fire and it's for your benefit. Amen? Don't back off. Let you know what? It's unco- you know, here's the thing. God knows all your faults anyways. God knows all your weaknesses. God knows your sin from last night or even from this morning or you telling me to stop preaching. He knows that sin. He heard it. All right. Listen to this. Romans 
It says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Here's the deal. We are to place ourselves on the altar as a living sacrifice to God. The fire will not fall until you place your life on the altar of God. I'm talking kind of figuratively. I'm not saying it only happens right here. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that place that you come to submission and say, God, I want everything that you have for me. That's submitting to him. Amen? As we draw near to Him, as we, as we, as we try to live holy and, and obey His commands, as we set ourselves apart for Him and the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God, that is when the fire will truly do its perfect work on the inside of us. So receiving the Holy Spirit baptism is a presenting yourself as a living sacrifice because it's about advancing the kingdom of God. There's some things in your life, I, I guarantee you, For all of us, there's some things in our life where the Holy Spirit's telling you to let go of, and you're not letting go of them. Come on, if we're all honest, right? But can you, it's kind of like that meme where there's this little girl who has a little teddy bear, and Jesus is down, and he has a huge one behind him, and he's like, just give me your teddy bear. And she's like, I don't want to. But if we give him that, he will give us a bigger one. Are you hearing me? He has greater blessings for us. Amen. So don't try to extinguish it. Don't quench it. Let it burn. When you submit to the Holy Spirit fire, people will be drawn to you. And that is when God will make you a sign. I like this. That is when, when you let the Holy Spirit fire burn in you, people are going to be drawn to you. Because your life will point others to Jesus. He will make you a sign and a wonder. Say sign and a wonder. God will use you like that burning bush that got Moses' attention. Remember that? The bush was burning, but it wasn't consumed, and it got Moses' attention. Well, guess what? When the Holy Ghost fire burns in you, it's burning in you, but it's not consuming you. It's purifying you. And people are going to say, I want what he has. I want what she has. Are you following me? People are always drawn to the fire. There's something different about that person, and they want it. So allow the Holy Spirit to test your foundation. Allow Him to purify it. Allow Him to burn away the junk that has no business being in your life. Church, let's allow our Creator to do His perfect work on the inside of us because He's, cre- he's preparing us for eternity with Him. You understand? that He's preparing us for eternity. So stop fighting Him. Amen? Receive everything that he has for you with a humble heart. Now, let's uh, stand up in this place, and I want to lead you through a prayer to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Well, isn't there some ceremony thing or anything? No, 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 no. It's very easy. We are All we're to do is ask. If we ask, you're not going to receive a serpent. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? We ask him. We ask him. So lift your hands right now. Say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your son, Jesus, that he is the son of God. I confess him as Lord of every part of my life. And I thank you that you said, if I ask for the Holy Spirit, you would give him to me. And I ask you right now, in faith, according to your word, To baptize me me. with Holy Spirit Spirit. 
and fire. Right now. Fill me to overflowing. Right now. I want to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be an overcomer. I want to flow in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Let your power saturate me right now. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, give him a hand clap. He's, now, you're baptized. It's Yes. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost up here. Listen. James, is it really that simple? Yes, it's really that simple. As simple as it was for you to make Jesus Lord of your life, it's that simple to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you prayed that in faith, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You have never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Someone in here, you have not done that yet. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want you to come up here. And after the service, I want to pray with you to have a new birthday, the new birth to become born again, change your life and eternity forever. You'll never be the same again. Stop doing things on your own, in your own strength. You need Jesus. On top of that, it's an eternity in hell in the lake of fire without him. So that's a pretty good, pretty good reason too, isn't it? Come on, somebody. Maybe there's someone in here, you, you know, you've been a Christian for a while, but you've fallen away and you don't have confidence. You don't have confidence that you'd go to heaven if you dropped dead right now. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just come up. I want to pray with you. Anybody else that needs prayer for anything else, we're gonna, we'll, I'll stay up here as long as we need to pray over you. So, Father, I thank you for what you've done today. And, Lord God, we pray over the food downstairs. Lord, we pray that you would bless it to our bodies. I pray that you give us great fellowship. Lord, let there just be a, an amazing spirit of unity, an upper room unity in that fellowship downstairs and in this church in general. Lord, this is your house. This is your church. Lord, you build it. You build it. Lead and guide us, and we will be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit the rest of the days of our life. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Visitors, thanks so much for coming. Everybody's welcome to go downstairs. Uh, First-time visitor, there's visitor's cards right in the pew. If you want to fill it out, put it in the suggestion box. And uh, Tuesday, prayer call. Wednesday, prayer here. Friday morning, prayer. And get ready for another explosive Holy Ghost service on Sunday. Have a great week, everyone. Love you all. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.